0: Good evening. Good morning, wherever you are. My name is Thomas Steininger. I welcome you to revolve our weekly webcast for consciousness and culture. Together we have with us Metzer Niue. Metzer, you are here with us in the radio show.
1: Hello, Thomas. Hello. Thank you for having me.
0: Metzer, thank you so much. If I may say just some lines uh, about you, Meta you are known uh, to many in the fields of Amazonian plant spirit medicine, and you call yourself also a vegetalista uh, to your direct relationship with plants in South America. And the Shipibo people of Peru call you also an Onaya, medicine man. May I ask the first question, what is a vegetalista? So vegetalismo is... um
1: a concept that was defined by a Colombian anthropologist in the 80s to talk about uh, a practice that is very common in the Amazonian basin uh, where indigenous people have a very strong relationship with nature and they define uh, plants as different systems. One of them are just common plant medicine. Uh, Other are just common plants. And the third one is plant spirit or plant teachers. So the vegetalismo is the art of cultivating yourself to create a connection with those plant teachers. Indigenous people have such, you know, in their way of life, a strong connection to nature and the environment. And they have cultivated that connection by taking all sorts of medicine and also defining a system in those different plants. Um, I would say nominating some of them as plant teachers or plant spirit medicine. And they believe that there is consciousness and energies in those plants and a wisdom that you can acquire following a certain ascetic uh, discipline in the jungle where you take tea or you bathe with those plants and with the roots and their barks and the leaves. And basically after a certain period of time, you acquire the energy of those plants and it becomes part of you. And it opens a channels of communication that you can directly receive information from nature itself and from those different plants and energy in those plants. And this is where where those songs originally come from that we call Ikaros. They're vibrations and tones and knowledge that is directly communicated from nature to practitioner, in this case, vegetalista and vegetalismo. So in a way, it's a certain type of shamanism. So the word shaman comes directly from the euro mountain of the Tungus and the Saman people. And in a broader context, a shaman is someone who has a capacity to transcend his own self and have access to information in the invisible or the spiritual world, the spiritual realm. And it's a practice that is very uh, common in the Amazonian Basin amongst many different indigenous people. In my case, over the last 25 years, and particularly during 15 years I lived over there, and I was exposed with mostly two ethnic groups, the Shipibo people of the Peruvian Amazon forest of the central east and the Quechua Lamista from the northeast. So this album that, thanks to you, is promoted here and uh, we are talking about um, is an interpretation of those songs.
0: If I may ask you, you were talking about the power of plants and there is also a particular relationship between the songs of the shaman and the power of plants. What's this, this relationship between the song and the plant?
1: Well, in a way, the music and the song uh, as a vibration in itself, just because of the tonality and the vibration in the music allows somehow to transmit the vibration that has been received through the cultivation of the practitioner. So the practitioner acquires a connection during the time of his cultivation or his time of his training, where he goes through a period of exposure to nature following this ascetic dieta, which is really the exercise by which you can uh, build a relationship with those different plants. And it's an embodiment to some degree, a cultivation. You have to live a life of you know, like an hermit, live in the jungle, in a little hut, only eat specific food, and drink those roots and those barks and those teas that are prepared by those medicines, those, those plants. And you modify, in a way, your sensitivity, and you open yourself to that energy of nature, and you receive that in your body. So when in your expression, uh, you carry somehow that embodiment and you bring it forward with the song.
0: Before we talk any further, I have prepared one song of your album and I would like to play, in fact, a full song and ask you afterwards uh, uh, to give us some background about this song and... How the relationship about the vibrations, the energy of the plant, and you're singing, how this is connected. If I uh, just may play this song and then then we continue the conversation after that. Thank you.
2: Kaya Kaya Dama Kaya 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 Kushi Mendeku Haku Haku Mendeci Medecina Kano. Dama ponto jomba, non. 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 ponto jomba, non. ponto jomba, non. Ponto yomba no, don't no go, don't go, don't go, don't Ponte Ponte not go, Ponte ponte go, Ponte ponte go, Ponte not go, Ponte not go, do Ponte go, do Ama... Dama ponto th- do uh... Dama ponto I don't know, dhamma don't know, I don't know, I do Ponto ponto vingue, <inaudible> ponto ponto vingue, ponto ponto vingue, ponto ponto vingue, ponto ponto vingue, dama ponto yomba dama ponto yomba dama ponto yomba dama ponto dama ponto yomba dama ponto dama ponto Dzina, dzina, dama pontu, dama pontu, dama pontu, dama pontu, dama pontu, pontu Yam banu dama pun banu 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 banu
0: This is very powerful um, can you tell us a little bit what we were just hearing here
1: sure wow. thank you so much for playing the, the music and the song and it's a real honor for me I you know, um, just want to say that it took me a long time before agreeing somehow to record professionally the songs that mostly I use for doctoring healing or in ceremonial context are very sacred to me and this song in particular that I my own way uh, is sang in Shipivo language. And the Shipivo language has this particularity in its own expression, in its own articulation, in its own cosmovision, I would say, to refer to the world of the invisible and the visible and to make room in its definition of words of those different worlds and how they interact. And the, the Shipibo see in a way the universe has a fabric of all those different colors and texture coming together in this web of life. So the song say, "Dama Kano Abano, it means that in the fabric, this is what I'm doing. And the shaman or the practitioner, the vegetalista, uh, has uh, build the capacity to uh, recognize the pattern and recognize the different elements of energy that are in balance or out of balance to create more harmony, to create more flow, to create more healing, more happiness, more freedom. So uh, in the singing with his intention and with the the power that he carries through his own cultivation, he is reweaving the patterns in a way to create balance. Mm-hmm. So that's what the song is about. This is in a way what the Shipivo people, how they sing those different medicine or those different plants, how they bring them forward in the singing. They call into their energy and they express them with the music and they ask them to operate, Uh, they become guide, and they ask those different energy to operate through them as guides. Mm -hmm. And this song is more about uh, recreating the pattern, but also calling the forces of the medicine, uh, plant medicine for oneself. So to help ground yourself, open your heart, open your senses your awareness your your song to be charged with the energy of the medicine and to be in that
0: uh, space of harmony and strength so if i hear you right metza this singing is related to an inner seeing where you are aware of how you called it patterns energies and the way the song, uh, is done by the Chipibo and the way you, you learned it from the Chipibo and the way you sing it yourself, you are weaving uh, this world that you are seeing, re-weaving it in a way to create harmony where there was not harmony. So they, it's a related an inner seeing and a direct intervention through the singing to the patterns that you are aware of. Is this kind of an interpretation that uh, we would agree with?
1: Yes, I think it's it's pretty right. You know, I think we, all of us as human beings, we always get out of balance somehow. The environment that we live in or the emotion we go through or the exposure to other people or the things of that. And in a way, we, we need to recenter. We need to reconnect. We need to re-establish a more harmonious order to feel more liberated. Mm. And it's true in many other practices too. And um, so that's a way to, in a way,
0: create more balance. Yeah. So what's the relationship between these patterns that you're seeing and the spirits where it seems the songs come from?
1: It's quite fascinating. You know, there is this belief system in the Amazon that... Spirits live within nature. I mean, it's a belief system that is all around the world in all the indigenous or pre-Western civilization, in also Western Europe and um, indigenous people of Europe also has the same belief system. You know, it's part now of folklore as European people, Um, and uh, you can have access to this connection. You can have access to those energies and um, carry uh, that language or have access to that language. For that, you just need to be able to create an environment of connection to yourself. And the song itself and the energy, or I would say it's a little more subtle than this, Once you are in that space of cultivation, after a certain amount of time, you really become one with nature. And uh, your body, the food you put in your body, and the plants that you put in your body open a hypersensitivity to the energy of nature. So all that kind of subtle um, language, even music or vibration, comes to your attention then you have the capacity and sensitivity to receive uh, that language that comes and talks to you. But it it takes a certain time uh, because as we live in our human affairs in our world, we're very busy, we eat certain foods, we're always, you know, surrounded by people, and we just need to create the right environment to receive this kind of communication.
0: You know, so, if I understand you, you are cultivating, or Andy shaman is cultivating, a vessel to receive a certain world that you would describe as becoming nature. Uh, the things you eat and uh, the way you uh, expose yourself to an environment open something that is a very different world that allows you to become a vessel of something that is different than our usual consciousness.
1: Yes, I think, um, yes, you need to, you know, create the right environments to be able to be exposed and receive this, uh, this communication. And once you have developed that capacity and you've acquired that and you have rooted that capacity in yourself, you know, then you you open that doorway and you have this... It's open pretty much all the time. You just need to kind of stay in the right cultivation with your life overall, but you don't need all the time
0: to be in nature to do so. Obviously, uh, the songs that you sing uh, come from the Amazons. They come from nations in the Amazons from Peru and they are very related to their own indigenous culture so you are a Westerner you are not from Peru you are not a Shipibo Uh, how is it to um, basically dive into this Shipibo world is this even something that is possible for a Western mind a Western consciousness And isn't it something that is kind of um, um, a transgression of worlds, that basically this is not our world. We are not born there. We are not part of this culture. How can a Westerner really dive into uh, this Shibibu perception of reality as you were describing it?
1: Well, you know, I think I'm very fortunate and grateful to have been able to move to Peru in a time where maybe as those traditions were less known and less exposed. Um, And, you know, maybe I had a predisposition. Uh, I always been someone very interested and curious about this kind of knowledge and not knowing really how it was going to manifest in my life because somehow as a Westerner, uh, it was very much part of a folklore, part of my imagination. Uh, but i I was feeling so much already in my body um a connection to nature so deeply And when I heard that there were still indigenous people that could interpret uh those kind of uh, connections and it was part of a system that that was a reality in itself that would make sense uh it made sense for me to go there you know and and then you kind of have to re, rewire yourself to some degree or re understand yourself and and then push the frontier of your own mind because even though I had this desire and maybe predisposition, uh, it, it, it takes some time. It takes some times where you have to break down the barrier of the mind and the barrier of the fear and the judgment and, you know, uh, our mind in the Western culture. It's really strong and this is how we operate and analyze everything. And you have to develop more felt sense. And not the felt sense that comes out of imagination, but is rooted in a reality that can be uh, discussed amongst different practitioners and that is comparable, you, you know. And, of course, in Peru also and in the Amazonian Basin, there is a very strong also use of psychoactive medicine such as ayahuasca that has a ceremonial context in itself, and in that particular context of the use of ayahuasca, it is used as a practitioner in the trance of that plant medicine to diagnose with the patterns that emerge out of the trance the pathologies that are in the participants or the patients that comes to the ceremony to receive healing or guidance. So you slowly build your capacity to transcend your own self and your own mind and interpret what you're seeing. And uh, it is possible as a Westerner to do so. And it's a little more maybe complicated today's because it seems that there is a certain renaissance of the shamanism because I believe that in the Western world somehow we lack that connection to nature. We have disconnected ourselves to nature as an entity or self or spirit in itself that can inform us. So we are here as human and nature is there, uh, but nature is so part of our everyday life and has also some things to say, <laughs> if I may say. So um, yeah, I would say that much so far. <laughs>
0: Maybe it's a direct question to that your exposure to plant spirits uh ikaros the songs plant medicine over many many years how did it change your perception of life what opened up here when you were exposed to that uh, you, you you said that one has to leave one's mind behind what uh, what opened up when you left all that behind
1: I think you know it's a very interesting question and it depends on contemplation. But the first thing that comes to mind is the re-understand of, uh, of frontiers. You know, as like uh, the sense of separation that we are separated from our environment. We're separated from the universe, you know, maybe in our individuation that I am here with my ideas and my thoughts and you are here as another human being, with your idea and your thoughts. And and nature is over there, or the animal, also kingdom, is over there. But you understand that there is a connection, and it's all interconnected, and we're all related, and it's a whole system of movement, and everything is connected somehow. So it's not anymore something that I contemplate, but it's a really... Uh, something that is rooted in my
0: belief system that I don't question anymore. It seems that uh, you're living so much in uh, the opening of this plant reality, really, is something that uh, is um, there's a new renaissance around that. Many people are very intrigued by this. Do you think there's a certain reason for this renaissance is just something that our time needs to open up to in order for the healing also of our culture is this kind of new arrival of shamanic wisdom in many ways and uh, the way you're doing it and the way you're doing it now with your music is a particular way is this something that our time needs and what do we need this for
1: well, I think somehow we are living a very strong crisis with the environment and, you know, and, um, there's not only the crisis with the environment, but it seems that we live also a very strong crisis with our culture, you know, the culture of capitalism, the culture of consumerism, which is uh, it's in the culture of more uh, that actually gives less. And uh, the more we acquire and the less we feel connected. Um, at least it's my third sense. And... Uh, somehow it responds to, to 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 this problem that we're living as a society you know um, nature has its place and to inform us and if we can re understand that nature is a spirit and we can really feel its liveness um, then our perspective or an environment would shift you know, even more so. And it wouldn't be only out of a crisis that we would operate, but out of a felt respect, you know. And um, if you just think, for example, of the water. Water is not even a plant. Uh, But it's an, an energy that is so important in our planet. It's in our body. We're actually made out of water, in the the woman's body, you know, the baby ba- is held in the water and the planet is water. That connection with water and water also responds to intention and consciousness. You know, it's scientifically proven that you can look at the water when you send good energy and love the water and its structure expands, you know, so... Today, uh, the conversation in the environment is really about the water and and, and how to protect the water and and if we can change the relationship, if we see the water as also medicine, as a spirit, as a liveness in itself, we take this much more seriously as you know a responsibility to to do something about it and to change our relationship in
0: the the nature of our relationship with it. So... When you say to change the relationship uh, to, to this and the relationship to nature, I think uh, it's very easy also to, um, to take it too easy, what you are saying. Because when we use the word nature in, in the English language, we immediately have some understanding of what we are talking about. But it seems the way you relate to this, what we call nature, is so different than our usual, usual object, objectified way of understanding this nature that um, we have to slow down and see changing relationship means that nature is maybe something very, very different than our usual mindset allows us to see. And to my understanding, I listened quite a lot to your music in the last couple of hours, just also to to get into the vibe of what you're describing here, uh, is that nature is not this thing out there And there is a non-separation between what we call nature and what we experience as as our innermost self. And that this opening up or this kind of dissolution of separation that also seems to come across when you are singing is part of also what our culture maybe needs as a healing because we created quite a lot of barriers between what we call us and what we call nature, for example. It seems this relationship that you are describing and that you are also opening up in your songs is a relationship where these barriers fall. And it needs exposure to to allow us to let go of these barriers and see that uh, the separation that we're experiencing is maybe not as real as we usually experience it to be.
1: Yeah, I think it's very true what you're describing and, you know, it was part of the intention what I came forward with making this album, um, just to be able to share the intention of the songs and the potential of what is behind those traditions to the Western world, inviting people to resonate deeper uh, in that opening, because... You're totally right. If we could recognize nature as a living, more living entity, and and the beauty that there is in that, and the responsibility that we carry in that, also as human beings that have this incredible choice, this what, how do we want to engage in? We can make that choice, and we can shift our relationship, and and cultivate that. It would it would change totally our relationship with our environment, and. and and, and create a a deeper felt sense of its liveness.
0: At the same same time, I would like to ask you about the fact that you're recording this music, because this seems to be something very unusual. And um, I think also many practitioners uh, experience that this kind of shamanic songs a very direct alive relationship between living beings and putting that into a record, going into a studio and record it is, is something very different. How did you get there to not just do this in the direct uh, context of medicine, a direct context of practitioner, but basically make this step and record the songs? First, is this something that really allows to transport the, the spirit? Uh, and second, what is your own, um, inspiration in making this step?
1: So there's different, different elements here that I think are important to mention for me, uh, when, when we talk about the CD. And first is a the theme of appropriation as a non-Shipivo, a non-Kechuolamista. I really thought a very long time about this and talked to the elders that, uh, you know, are part of uh, my education in the world of vegetalismo. And I felt uh, a sense of obligation with their permission to bring forward this wisdom and knowledge. It seems today that the conversation in the heart of a lot of indigenous group is that this wisdom needs to be brought up to the world. You know, for a long time, they kept them for themselves and uh, was, uh, you know, with the fear that maybe it was going to be misused or misinterpreted. And the world needs to hear this this uh, incredible knowledge that is out there. You know, it exists and it's available. And uh, so part of my intention is to create access to the music people to understand and connect and eventually resonate and open something deeply in them that would invite them to build a relationship with self and nature uh, in a different perspective and um, contribute to that cultivation of resonance and appreciate more uh, nature from a different point of view and in the making of that was definitely quite something difficult in itself because uh, going to a studio and then having to perform and, you know, you it's a very different relationship than to be in a ceremonial context or just to perform a healing ceremony or healing uh, just a, a healing song to someone that needs support. So I found a, I'm found i very fortunate to find a, a studio that was actually in nature in a very particular setup where all the elements to support this kind of recording were in place. And um, it took something out of me, though, to, to make it happen. And um, it was a process, you know. And I really approached it from a place of passing on, like in a ceremonial context, the energy and calling on the different forces and that has been cultivated for the music to be charged, if I may say, and, um, and hopefully help and
0: be felt in that way. How did your elders respond to that? Did they hear your recordings? It must be very strange for them. It's definitely something they have never done in their uh, life and in the life of their ancestors. So, Hearing you doing this, uh, uh, what's their response?
1: It's been actually very positive and very encouraging. And uh, the music has been out and promoted also by people that are not necessarily so connected with the world of uh, the medicine I come from. And uh, the public at large makes some interesting comments. <laughs> One of them was, this is amazing. It really helps me. I don't even like the music, (laughs) but I can feel the energy and the resonance behind it, which is really what uh, is important for me, you know? And uh, also part of the intention for me in putting the music out is to help the community at large, uh, people that have less opportunity to come out there and, and to make this happen. I feel an obligation also to give back and support their community. So hopefully we'll, send some support and funding for the next generation, the new generation to have access to the same cultivations that I had access
0: and this knowledge not to be lost. I mean, of course, um, usual this medicine is used in a very direct uh, one-on-one context. Uh, and uh, what you're doing here recording it, is something very different. I understand also your motivation to, uh, to just make it public make it heard so that uh, the public can recognize there is something that is of value how do you want uh, the people who are listening to your music to use it uh, I mean uh, is it the music to listen as a background for or doing some whatever or is do you want them to listen to this in a very particular way
1: well you know I think ideally I would like it to be used uh with respect and, uh, you know, for meditation or for cultivating yourself to nature to some degree, but really as a source of inspiration. And thinking about it too, it's something that doesn't belong to me anymore. Somehow, I'm, and those songs don't belong to me anyways, originally. I mean, in this album, there is few songs that come more out of my own cultivation. There is some traditional songs in Quechua that are really uh, sung in the same way that they have been sung for many generations. And there is some songs that are a little more modern interpretation of those traditional Icaros uh, to give it a little broader uh, audience. Um, but really it has its own life in its own now and uh how people feel they they have to listen it's really up to them I would
0: say. Metser I I didn't plan that but I thought uh it would be it would be a cool thing to listen to your song again at the end of this recording uh but before we do that uh I also would like to ask you um, if people want to listen to this, or where where do you where do they find your music?
1: So there is a website that we put together that is called mezzamusic.com where there's a description of the songs and a little description of our mission, and then they can have access to Bandcamp where. Uh, they can download the music and donate for the project if they want. Uh, they can have access to streaming also. And so that would be the best place to go is at metsamusic.com.
0: Uh, the band camp that you're describing, what project are they donating by doing this?
1: So, you know, we are behind different projects. One is to give back to the community where the songs come from and supporting the new generation to have access also to the training and to the desire of wanting to uh, keep these traditions alive. Another is that we want to come more public with some live performance and inviting people to have access to the singing and also to do some blessings with plant medicine work um, using just the common medicine that we have around us and we build a spiritual connection. Like in Europe, we have so many amazing uh, plant teachers such as the oak and the willow and the elders and the mistletoe and so many others like the sage. And uh, so you know, to create opportunities for people to have access to those energies in a musical context, in a spiritual context. It's part of our intention also.
0: before we part, let me play your song again. Thank you. <laughs>
2: Dhamma kaya Kaya da. Kaya Kaya da. Kaya 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 Mendesi, mendetsina kanombo, kanombo, kanunda. Ponte jomba Ponto Jomba Dama Ponto Ponto Jomba Dama Ponto Dama Ponto Jomba Dama Ponto Jomba Ponto Jomba Ponte Jomba, Ponte Ponte Ponte, 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 Dama ponto no con yomba, no. no, dama no, dama no, dama no, Om Shama 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 Dama ponto ponto yomba ponto ponto yomba ponto dama ponto yomba dama ponto dama ponto yomba ponto dama ponto yomba dama ponto yomba no, dama ponto I'll Dama buntu yamba bonda yamba nona bama buntu yamba nona bamba bonda yamba nona bamba benda yamba nona bamba benda yamba nona bamba Bye.
0: this was Metsa Nehul Metza thank you so much for uh, the music. Thank you so much for sharing also the background of this music
2: oh, I
0: was great to have you. And I, I uh, wish you very, very, the very best for uh, this album and for the work with plant medicine.
1: Thank you. I look forward. Thank you, again.
0: Thank you everyone for, for listening. This was Radio Wolf in two weeks. You will hear again our English edition of Radio Wolf next week. We'll have our German edition. Thank you and good evening from Frankfurt.